this is the Saxo Market Call, the daily financial markets podcast across asset classes and around the world. Hello and welcome to the Saxo Market Call on Wednesday, 30th of August 2023. And um, interesting session yesterday. We had uh, weak U.S. macro data, uh, both in the U.S. consumer confidence in August. That was a pretty significant miss to the downside. And we also had the U.S. Uh, U.S. job openings for July missing pretty heavily. Uh, very steep decline there. And um, bad news suddenly became good news. It was not because the SOFR future contracts, uh, the forward curve on, on the SOFR contracts moved a lot. So it's not because there was a big shift in expectations to you know fit rate policy, but there was a shift lower in the long end of the U.S. Uh, yield curve. So the U.S. 10-year uh, benchmark yield declined around eight basis point. And um, some of the things that you can see here on slide two, so the S&P 500 futures uh, were significantly higher. It was led by cyclicals, cyclical sectors like uh, semiconductors uh, and and car manufacturers, and especially car manufacturers and car demand has been in focus with these high interest rates, especially in the U.S. It's something, for instance, an executive like uh, Elon Musk at Tesla has complained a lot about that. You know, the high interest rates have been bad for uh, for demand. So so suddenly, this bad news were um, was good, and you can see the outperformance of cyclical versus defensive sectors uh, on slide three. Um, I've put in a put in a bigger perspective here with a five-year chart, so we don't zoom in on the on the nitty-gritty details. Um, if I had taken a daily chart, then the then this uh, the, then this time series would have been very close to its 50% retracement from um, from that decline that started back in uh, in mid-July. So um, we're seeing a recovery in cyclicals, and the big question is whether uh, are we truly in a in a you know, rolling over into a more weaker state in equities with this deflation potentially. I think there's a lot of you know the news from the U.S., but also uh, yesterday uh, data points coming out from uh, from Europe and, and Germany. Germany is trying to uh, help its industry. Uh, wages are still high, but you know electricity consumption, uh, general economic activity is still slow in Germany. So I think we're not out of the woods yet. I think is this deflation play is still on, and and that is still, you know in favor of the defensive sectors but let's see what happens in uh, in markets and and Ole, you are also on the uh, on the podcast today on slide 4 we're zooming in a little bit on uh, on currency markets because obviously the the news yesterday the bad news from the from the US were uh, were good for some currencies especially the Australian dollar yeah and also um it doesn't look like on this one but uh, the yen also had a had a had a strong session overnight uh, this is just taking the uh, the, the the one week performance uh, of these uh, these uh, major currencies and uh, yes the Aussie dollar has uh, benefited from uh, not only that uh, we got these robust uh, levels in the iron ore which is holding up despite the worries about China but also then the inflation um, cooled uh, more than expected last month that's uh, that's basically bringing the inflation target in Australia closer to their to their target and uh, that's that's also easing some of the concerns uh, about further further tightening so uh, adding some support to Aussie dollar which obviously has been under some pressure uh, during July and August as the data out of China continued to deteriorate so uh, we're just looking at that area just below 65 uh, 65 right now if we if we can make it back above there then then uh, it, it technically is, it starts to look uh, look look a bit brighter than it has in the in the past few weeks at least 
yeah um it's um it's a it's definitely interesting to see this uh this rebound in uh, in risk sentiment and suddenly also when the logic uh, is is you know is flipped on that um on that worse than expected data and I also I, we should mention as well you know China China's still in focus um the um the country garden is trying to raise capital so that's obviously a good thing if that uh, if that happens but that still is a risk that is lurking at the horizon for uh, for um, for financial markets but um Swiftly moving on to commodities, oil, um, the um, the crude oil, or the crude oil markets are what I seeing very. You know, I don't know whether it's wary is a good word, but it's seeing tight markets at least, and that's uh, supporting the uh, the price developments here. Yeah, that's true, and uh, that that tightness. Uh, I've seen some reports from some of the uh, some of the 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 real time watches of of uh, global stock levels. They're seeing some pretty hefty uh, draws right now, and uh, that that's underpinning prices. We're seeing that in the in the curve, which is in uh, quite a decent uh, backwardation. Um, we saw a break hour break high yesterday. Um, I'll say that part of that was just a general risk on sentiment uh, coming from that uh, U.S. Uh, jolts. Uh, number, but also uh, uh, the API last night reported quite a hefty eleven and a half million barrel drop in U.S. crude stocks. Uh, if that is, uh, if that's being repeated today, then we can see in that small insert that uh, inventory levels are are falling quite a bit below. They are falling this time of year normally from a seasonal perspective, but obviously we could see an acceleration in that drop, and that that will help underpin the uh, pin prices. But just on the commodity, Peter, I didn't put in a slide. I put out a note yesterday. We we talked about yesterday the the risk of short covering in in the metal space, and obviously that that the uh, jolts number yesterday, which drove the long end yields lower, real yields lower as well as well as weaken the dollar. That was uh, that was obviously a, a very that that gave a boost to the uh, to these metals. So uh, so. So I think at this point in time, as you also mentioned, the, the forward curve is in the SOFA futures are not really looking for 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 any dramatic change in, in the interest rate projections. Yes, we did move uh, forward to one month to June for the first rate cut, but um, it's primarily been, as I'd say at this point in time, the, the, the recovery is primarily driven by funds just been basically holding the wrong position, i.e. quite a bit of a short position that was built up during the past few months. But you can read more in the update I sent out on analysis.saxo yesterday. It's also interesting to note all, uh, that you know we are beyond the uh, the 200-day moving average now in the uh, in the crude oil. So, you know, very soon on a year-to-year basis, we'll begin to have a positive impulse into inflation or or general energy costs from from crude oil. It's, it's, that's important to note, um, and I think it's also pretty evident from uh, from your chart. Um, Absolutely, fair point. Yeah, and, and if we move to the stocks to watch today, there was a couple of news uh, that were worth, uh, worth mentioning. So here in Europe, in the early early session, we have um, car sales figures coming out of Europe, uh, up seventeen percent in July. Car makers, as I mentioned, was the were the biggest movers uh, yesterday across markets. Very interest rate sensitive on the on the demand side. So so watch the car makers today. If we have a follow, if we have a follow through on momentum on the downside on uh, long in bond yields, and then Coloplast, which is a Danish medical equipment company, uh, announced that they're going to raise nine billion Danish krona to fund an acquisition of um, of an Icelandic company called, uh, hopefully pronouncing it right, Kirisis. Um That's a pretty big um, that's a pretty big capital raise right there. So could uh, could put uh, Coloplast in uh, in focus today, and then HP. HP, which uh, we highlighted uh, in uh, in the earnings to watch for this week, um, the consumer business is still seeing a lot of headwinds, especially on PC sales. They guided weaker than expected uh, EPS for the uh, for the coming quarter. I would say the estimate was still 
inside the range that they guided, but the guide, uh, the guidance had um, a tilt to the so a significant downside potentially if it goes as bad as the low end of that range. Um, so shares were down eleven percent. I want to look at the numbers. I, I don't think that it, it looks like the the revenue figures are stabilizing. So to me, it seems like pretty big uh, exaggeration to to take the down uh, stock down by by eleven percent. You can see the HP. Uh, stock in a bigger perspective there on slide six. That's a five-year chart. And then earnings to watch today, the big focus, Salesforce, but also focus on CrowdStrike, Pure Storage. Pure Storage is part of our AI, uh, AI list um, theme basket. And um, you know all three companies are reporting after the US market close. As you can see on the little insert here in slide seven, earnings uh, are expected to, to be up significantly from a year ago. They are in an aggressive cusp cutting mode and revenue is expected to be up 10% for Salesforce there. And I've also highlighted Cohen, which is our uh, options uh, option strategist. Um, he put out a piece uh, the other day on uh, what are your options on the Salesforce earnings. And um, you can, um, yeah, that's one from, it's from yesterday. I've put in a little bit of a snippet there where he's looking at how options are being priced and depending on your view, how could you play it in the options market? I don't know whether you want to take it away all on the on the macro calendar. It's it's fairly light today, but uh, maybe maybe the German CPI figures are worth tracking. Yeah, we would most certainly want to keep an eye on, on inflation in Europe and also um, given the the uh, the dire dire straits we are we are in right now, especially in Germany, and and the and uh, market looking to ECB to uh, signal a pause in, in the rate hikes or perhaps even a reversal. So so that will obviously play play its part. Um, but and then on as, as I mentioned, the inventory report from uh, from the EIA on crude oil, and then. Uh, Really building up to uh, to the remaining two days of the week, the PCE deflator tomorrow, uh, the FOMC's uh, favorite inflation uh, indicator, and then the job report on Friday. So, um, so, so again, a little bit of a wait and see ahead of uh, some some key events later in the week. All right, I think that's a wrap for today's podcast, and uh, we'll be back same time and place tomorrow. Thanks for listening. This has been the Saxo Market Call. For feedback and questions, reach out to us on Twitter at Saxo Market Call or by email, marketcall at saxobank.com. <laughs>